That was literally verbal diarrhea. I'm setting the bar awfully low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up Vince's No, butt. no, no, no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, sucker. No, no, no. You are. You defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Jobberknocker Podcast. As always, is Nestlemania alongside for the ride is a man that I thought was my friend, folks. And he turned on me and gave me a concerto at the uh, the main event of Raw. JC. <laughs> that escalated quickly, huh? And hey, we're oh, certainly yeah. going to get to that because uh, we've been kind of speculating on that match for a few months. So uh, it's here and uh, something else happened that we wanted, like you mentioned. But Nestlemania, we're going to get right into it this week because we got a preview revolution later. We're in Wrestlemania season, so Raw, SmackDown's loaded. NXT has a loaded card this week. So we got to get right into it. And Nestlemania, I'm going to do something we don't do often, but I think we have to start off the shine with the best segment of the week. And that is one Maxwell Jacob Friedman giving us his villain origin story on dynamite. This was fucking beautiful. It was so well done by MJF. And then punk came out with the cherry on top, literally being like, is this real? It like, it sold it. This was perfect. Um, and I'm curious your take on this segment. So like a nutbag that I am, I was sitting there listening to, because again, I didn't get to watch AEW live like everybody else does. So see all these tweets about, oh my God, this is the best promo he's ever cut. This is like the, this is his pipe bomb. This is him showing he could be a baby face or a heel and he can go to the WWE, da, 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 all this stuff. And I watched it and I got to tell you, I really, 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 really dug it. I really dug it, but I got to stop looking at my timeline before because it just puts things so far. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's, it's terrible. It's, it's my own yeah. fault. It's my own fault. But I will say this much. I really, really, really enjoyed it. And like like I said, like a nutbag, I went through and I was like, all right, Detective Nestle on the case. I went back and correlated the dates to make sure the dates weren't, you know, like, you know, not you know, like he's not pulling these out of his ass. And they were correct, right? So I appreciated that he kind of wove the the whole story in together. The only thing that I think, and this is this is the again, someone's going to go Nestle, stop being Nestle, which is fine. But the only thing I'm hairline uh, fracture, kind of like this whole thing broken up for me, was that picture with CM Punk isn't where he was. I don't think in high school. So it's nice that like he's trying to assimilate that into like this big story. Um, so it, it did take me out of it just a little bit because that looked like he was like ten. That well, yeah, I mean, I think that was just the physical representation yeah. of proof of how he felt about CM Punk, more of that actual moment. Because to me, like I said it right off the top, like this really felt like the origin story. Like people saying, oh, yeah, the baby face. It's like, no, 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 this is not that at all. We're literally just getting the backstory on why part of the reason why MJF is MJF. He's a fucking asshole. And that's because it's partially your fault punk and that's what makes this feud so much better because we've been talking about the last couple weeks like yeah this is good we already had the match they're doing it again but it's like when you get to that next point of the feud it's like what do you add that really reignites it and makes it red hot again and they fucking did it with this promo no i i agree with you and i think we were sitting there to a point of like okay 
I was going to, you sparked my head because I didn't think I had a hope planned, but then I now listening to you, I have a hope, but I feel Ooh. like I'll find another one. So maybe I'll just, should I, should we continue talking about this? Should I say it later? It's up to you. I feel like I should just say it now because we're in the moment, right? So I'll, I'll figure out because I have another hope kind of in the back of my head now. Um, here's where I'm thinking about when I watch this, JC. You can do two things for here. And then and I think uh, one, you'll totally agree with me and one that one, one that could potentially happen. And then there's another one that you go, probably not going to happen. If you look at it this from this, right? This has the opportunity and we know, we know how much CM Punk loves Bret Hart. Loves him some Bret Hart. I mean, I do too. Right? But I mean, he he practically blows him in the ring when he's, you know, showing off his matches. The quintessential Bret Hart match, besides Owen at 10, to me, is Steve Austin and Bret Hart at 13, where they did what was just incredibly hard to do, which was the heel and baby face went in one way and switched and came out another way, right? I think there is a very big potential here to get CM Punk over to the dark side because we think he's kind of, eh, anyway, as a baby face right now. And with that promo, MJF could convince me to be like, no, a baby face. No, just, just, no. What do you mean? No, you can make Punk the heel, but no, MJF is a baby face. I've no, it's like, remember when they made Miz a baby face and sure. he's like, yeah, he can do it and that's fine. But like, no, why would I want to settle for something that isn't as good when you have the best of the best? MJF is the perfect heel. The Miz is the perfect heel. Don't need to change it. Who fucking cares? Let them be themselves. If they get cheered a little bit here and there, then sure. But you know what? Those two guys are going to flip in the switch. So no, 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 no. You can flip punk. That's what we want. But Edge, uh, I mean, excuse me. Jesus, get ahead of ourselves. MJF is a baby face. Get the fuck out of here. Okay, so here's the other thing that seems more realistic to me because I knew you were going to jump down my throat on that one (laughs) because you're you. Uh, But here's the other thing. You could use this catalyst for Punk just bloodying the fuck out of MJF. And then you get to a point in the match where he's just like, he has some sympathy for him based on the backstory he said last week. And then, of course, he uses that moment to kind of give him the low blow, win the matchup, and he could call back to one of the best CM Punk promos I've ever seen. I don't know if you've ever seen this, JC, but go on uh, YouTube and find it on ROH. The minute he signed that WWE contract from Ring of Honor on that title belt and, like, Basically got this promo saying the best thing the devil ever did was, you know, make you think he didn't exist. And he cut this promo about how he's going to take the, the championship to WWE. And it was just, it was a great promo. It was at that moment, a defining moment for Punk. And I think a similar thing can happen here for MJF. So there's two lines of logic. I'll be very interested to see what happens here because I, I this is where I think, the, regardless of what happens, we're probably going to get a third match, I would imagine, because we think that's where we're headed. But we could splits fill on this and come back to it later, don't you think? Yeah, I, I would. I wouldn't do the third match for these guys now. I'd maybe save it for maybe when one of them wins the title. Maybe you run it back at that point. I think AEW has been pretty good at that in terms of like when they do their versions of these types of things of not doing them so close together. So I think that I would assume Punk's going to win this one because it makes sense in a trilogy. Um, but I would love it if MJF won again. But uh, yeah, I would I would say break them apart a little bit because clearly there's a Wardlow story that's ready to a volcano as well. So you can kind of pivot there. And then, I mean, if Punk wins, he can be the number one contender. So there's, it's an easy, easy way to do that. But yeah, I would definitely revisit it down the road if I were eight. All right. Moving on. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about that gets you uh, excited? Ah! New United States champion, the man, the myth, the legend, 
Finn Balor answered the open challenge last week, got his match this week against Damian Priest. And you know what I love about open challenges in WrestleMania? It's because, like, they're always fun because you always get to see good wrestling. But every now and then, you got, you got to flip the title because they do them so often. And a lot of the time, it's just a good way to have a good match and the champion to retain. But I love it when they do it when you least expect it. There was a part of me that thought maybe Balor could win it because I'm like, Priest has been a little stale, but I'm like, ah, they probably won't do it. So when they did it, it was awesome. It obviously got spoiled for me. Because uh, like you, I don't always uh, watch stuff live. So uh, I kind of knew it was going to happen. But it was still kind of a cool moment to see because going into the night, like I thought like maybe there was a 10% chance they did it. Um, but no, I, I loved it. And then what happened after the match, Damian Priest, we've talked about this little back and forth thing. It's just like, eh, it's not doing much for us. But this guy looks like a heel. He sounds like a heel. He acts like a heel, so it just makes sense to be make him a full heel. We know Finn's one of the most over baby faces, always has been, always will be. So this is a fun little feud. They'll probably run it back at Mania. Who knows? Maybe we get uh, Evil Damien versus Demon Finn. Uh, you never know. Pro- they might do that. But either way, I-, I love this segment. It was fun. It was a great match, and now uh, we got a new champ. I, I got to tell you, when I watched this, I, I started to get yawny because I was just like, they did rest holds and everything. And I went, well, let's hold on for a second here because – Rest holds would imply this match is going to go longer. So I was like, okay, that's fine. Instinctively, I had to talk myself into it. It was a three-segger? Yeah, it was. And it Their worked. entrances were also in two different segments. Yeah, segers. that was, kind of, it was like a five-segger. Five poor, poor Finn Balor was sitting there, and he was just like, I think <laughs> like they, 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 had, they had like a promo on the tri- Titan Tron for something else. He's probably sitting there eating a bagel or something. I don't know. Yeah, but they literally, they, they did his entrance. They went to break. They came back, did a video package, then like a backstage interview, then Priest did his entrance, then they went to another commercial, then they came back, did like another backstage segment, and then they did the match. Yeah, it was weird. And then, of course, they you know broke it up into three segments there. So here, here's the other thing, too. I was excited that he won because immediately he snapped and he turned to a specific thing, and we're not in the gray area, this will he, won't he, this whole, oh, my God, he has, he's good until he flips the switch and he's an asshole or whatever. But like, like you said, he walks and talks, smells, breathes. He, you know, if it is, it is. So he's a heel. And honestly, I think that's more defining for who he will become because when I've looked at the raw roster, it's filthy, filthy with heels just everywhere. And there's so many heels, right? And there's not a lot of great baby faces in my opinion. I mean, there's some that can be turned to be baby faces, but there's a couple easy ones. That yeah, you can yeah, yeah. There's a couple of easies you can turn, but when I looked at it, I went, this is this is a no-brainer because Balor on the board with a championship, you know, makes you go, oh, I'm going to tune in. Like, not that people tune in specifically for Balor. I mean, it, it definitely helps. But I, I'm just curious how you feel about it because for me, I'm looking at it like if I see Balor challenging, uh, challenging excuse me, I'm not as excited as I'm seeing Balor with a championship because it feels like everybody was giving shit like, oh, there's no plans for Finn Balor. It's like, you got to be fucking kidding me, right? Like, There's that's the thing. It's like and Finn, like the, you can whatever think whatever you want. It sounded like he had some injuries. Maybe he had a bout with COVID. You know, obviously he spends time overseas. So these guys also like I what I don't think people think about is they're allowed to have lives sometimes, especially when you have a guy like Finn who's probably on like his third WWE contract by now. He probably has a lot of time off built in where he can kind of like fuck off and do whatever he wants. So oh, cool. let's let's not go crazy with the speculation with what's going on here. But like when Finn's around. Finn's one of the top guys. Even if he's losing matches, he's always in big matches. And I, I think you hit the nail on the head. As in Finn's WWE career, when he has had a title, 
he has been can't miss because in the ring, the product with Finn is great. He's the guy that looks good with a championship on his shoulder. He's the guy that represents that championship mentality, whether he's a good guy or a bad guy. It doesn't matter whether it's been an NXT, the main roster, mid-card title, world title, which he didn't really have for very long in the uh, main roster. But like he's a guy that has always been a great champion. And I think that you're right. It is exciting because Priest was a great champion. It got a little stale here at the end, so it was time to change it, change his character and everything. Finn's the perfect guy that you can just plug in and be like, boom, top babyface champion. Makes a lot of sense. There's going to be great wrestling with him. Like you said, when he's on TV, people will tune in because he's good. He's an established name. So this was a no-brainer. All right. Well, speaking of no-brainers, I'm curious how you felt about, well, since we've kind of talked about it, I think this is a big babyface thing here that we've been wishing for this since this motherfucker returned. Two years ago, it feels like at this point. Good God. It finally happened. He looked like a dad who hadn't slept with his fluffy hair. I loved it. I mean, the only thing that I could have seen from it being an A to an A+, and it still was an A, was I felt like the whole AJ Styles thing didn't feel as big when they unveiled it, and I wish there was a more grandiose production value way of doing it. Like, maybe the lights go out. And you're just like, ooh, who the hell could it be? And then it's just like, boom, we don't want no, or something. I don't know. I just feel like there was that moment of like, you could really fuck with the audience here. Yeah, I, I mean, I get your point, but I think them putting this in the main event slot, you knew it was going to be a big deal and it wasn't going to be an afterthought. And immediately this would be one of the top matches at Mania, which it now is. And like you said, we've been speculating on this for months. This is what I've personally wanted. And um, not only that, but we've also personally wanted an edge turn. We get that all in the same segment, but this match is going to be good at WrestleMania. You know they're going to be given time. You know these guys are going to pull out all the stops. And, man, when you're looking at AJ's opponents in terms of WrestleMania now, he's got quite the freaking list now. It is, it's impressive. And they've done, they really have done right by him. And, and this match is going to be great. And Edge as a bad guy, like you said, we haven't really seen it since he's been back. He kind of teased it a little bit. The, like Orton, there was a little bit of like back and forth, but it was never fully in. But now we're fully in because he beat the fuck out of Styles. AJ's back in prime babyface territory. This is a great segment. I loved it. I popped for all of it. Um, I'm thrilled that this will be one of the big matches at Mania. Do you think it's on Saturday or Sunday? I feel well, like Saturday already has three matches yeah. announced. And Sunday only has one. So it's tough to say. Um, but I mean, man, it's, I would think it's, I think this has a chance to be maybe the opener on Sunday. Okay. That might be where I'd put it. Cause I think the women's matches are going to probably bookend to the Saturday show. Um, and this one, I just feel like you hit edges music to kick off WrestleMania night two, And that place is going to fucking explode. These guys will go out there for 25 to 30 minutes and tear the house down. So that's where I would put it, but who knows? We got a long ways to go, man. We got 14 to 10, 20 matches, I'm sure, that we're going to get in our Battle Royal or five. It'll be great. Everybody will love it. Um, are you are you starting to get a little fatigued in terms of, like, do you like the idea? This is the thing I'm curious. This is the first time they've actually said so-and-so is going to be on night one, so-and-so is going to be on night two. Do you like that idea? I think from a, from a production and a planning standpoint in terms of, uh, you know, advertising, I think it's smart. But I also yeah, feel, I like- feel like they they had they they like kind of did it with the main events last year, yeah. and we didn't really get like the pecking order to like a week or two out. I kind of like that we're getting it early because it kind of gives you more of what to expect. But I mean, like I've said the last couple of years, I really like the two night setup because trying to jam it all into one night is exhausting. And I do feel like WrestleMania should be more of an experience where everyone should be involved. So 
I do like the two night format, but like, yeah, I think even though we're like four or five weeks out, whatever it is, like, I'm glad that we're beginning to find out where stuff's going to live. Do you feel like you're shooting yourself in the foot by basically giving the entire car? I mean, we're going to get to a point where we know the entire card Saturday, the entire card Sunday. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's the biggest issue in the world. And Okay. I mean, they seem to be. Uh, doing you know, they, it, they right? might not do it with all of them, but I, I mean, they gonna plan it out. It's gonna leak anyways. So you might as well make it public. I feel like I, don't, I feel like I like the week it. week before we found out the last two years, but like yeah. now we're getting like we're five weeks out. We know like at least three or four already. So that's well, crazy. it's easy to figure out the main events because yeah. it was set in stone. And the Logan Paul one, it was probably like, what day do you want to work? Yeah. So that's probably why he's on Saturday. Some of the other ones, I'm sure, are gonna be pretty fluid. Yeah, I, I would imagine so. I mean, it's, uh, I, you know, the boys in the, the knocker thread were saying, you know, does that mean Knoxville is on Sunday? Because you, you would assume it celebrity, would make sense. celebrity it on would both make sides. Sense. I, I mean, I, I imagine it. Um, yeah, it, it is interesting to me because I feel like as a person, I mean, I'm not p- paying for a ticket. But like if I know I'm putting money down for WrestleMania and I want to see Roman Reigns, I know I'm paying. Maybe I can't pay well, for both. Well, isn't the ticket for both nights? Is it? I don't know. I'm asking. I feel like it is. Okay. I'm not. I'm also not sure. But I feel like they I would double. Like they, they they certainly wouldn't double dip, so they could say that they're attending. I mean, it means just charge double. Yeah, maybe they do. <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to talk to somebody that's going. But yeah, it's yeah. it's an interesting thing to think about for sure. Absolutely. All right, what else you got? Shush! They really leaned into it this week yeah. with the shirt and everything. It was a little over the top, but. My appreciation for Chad Gable just knows no bounds. Like his, him in that segment was so good. And you know me, I love the fucking cheap pops with the where you are and him uh, busting on Ohio State. <laughs> Community college, <laughs> Community yeah. College was so good. And like, I just like, it just, it's just perfect. And this man, like, Gable is just a fucking heat magnet right now. He's in the ring with two heels and he's even more heelish making, this is what I talked about with rock kind of having guys easy to flip Rollins and KO with a snap of a fingers. They're top baby faces instantly. They're just kind of heels by default now, but I really, I, I did. I enjoyed the, the KO show portion of this. Cause I love seeing a lot of the times when you mix in like heel and heel type interactions. Cause a lot of the time feuds are pretty simple. They're black and white baby face, good guy, whatever, you know? Um, so I kind of like when we get this, kind of like mixing a little bit and it really did I think kind of build up next week's match like the triple threat tag match feels like a really big deal next week on Raw because it does have such massive Wrestlemania implications for all these teams so I thought they did a good job this week of kind of like really hitting us over the head with that like that that match next week really is important I don't know where it is do you know I feel like well, it's is? probably in mid the Midwest. Net where where Monday Night Raw will oh, be next. Oh, I have week. no idea. So no I idea. feel like it's not in Texas. But if it was, hold on, I'll the look glass it up. will. Bur- it's not going to break. But I feel like because if you listen very closely to that segment where he, where Ko said nothing's going to distract me, so I feel like the out is going to be here that Ko will get a giant distraction here with the glass break. He'll lose the matchup. And then of course KO and uh, you know and him will fight and then they'll be like oh what the hell but I'm just curious because it probably won't be in Texas it'll probably be somewhere it's in else. Cleveland Ohio oh so they're not even moving that much okay yeah, yeah Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse Fieldhouse yuck sorry <laughs> just with the idea of it but anyway so yeah sorry I, to our Ohio listeners no I, I'm just saying Fieldhouse <laughs> in general like the the Pacers Fieldhouse thing like I hate that or what it was the the Fieldhouse anyway um. It is exciting to see the you know the shoes thing, but I feel like they went overboard too much for me for my life. They WWE the fuck yeah. out of it. They got something great and natural, and they just like hit it over the head. They always do that. It's too cartoony. Like they just like shoes, shoes, shoes. I get it, but it is what it is. 
Moving on to SmackDown, I wanted to state this out very quickly because I felt like there was a lot of randomness on SmackDown. But I can't overstate this enough because I did not think I was going to like this, and I did. Was they went out of their way to make Ronda Rousey a sympathetic figure? And I thought they did a great job, and the crowd didn't boo her. And I thought that this was the best they could put her in right now. Now, four weeks, three weeks from now, we might be saying a different thing with that WrestleMania crowd booing the shit out of her anyway. But they went out of the way to make her a mother, a sympathetic figure. Talked about her bad knee. She got injured on her bad knee from Sonya. Is going to beat up Sonya next week because that's what they do. They feed Sonya to everybody. I thought it was the best thing they could possibly do at this point. And I think Charlotte's bad in terms of, like, the character. She's a bad person enough that I don't feel like more than 50% of the crowd will cheer her. Yeah, I think WrestleMania will be mixed, but um, I think that the reason why they did this one this year is because they know if they put her with Becky, she'd get booed to fuck, and they clearly want her as a baby face right now because that's how Fox wants her. So Charlotte makes sense. I just, I don't know. I Like, this match will probably be good. I'm a fan of both these women. They're obviously two of the, like, fantastic stars. I don't know. I'm just not there yet with this match yet. I'm just... I don't know. I'm just not there. In terms of like, there's so much to be excited about at WrestleMania. This is it's the main event. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know. It's not I your just, main I event. Know. I know. I know. No, I mean, I'll, like, I'll, I'm gonna watch it. and I'm gonna enjoy it. And I think Charlotte's a megastar. Ronda's a megastar. I just, I don't know. It's just not. I'm not there with it yet. What could they do Maybe to I make you? Be. What could they do to make you there? I don't know. I honestly don't know. So they, uh, good luck, guys, because I don't know. Well, the ever-pleasing JC. There you go, folks. Well, it just it feels like when when Ronda came back, the first thing in my mind, like all our minds, was Becky. So you're going to be let down immediately because that's what made the most sense. And I get, again, I understand why they're doing Charlotte, especially if this is going to be a full-year run for Rousey. You end it with the Becky run because she'll put Becky over. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just not there. Okay. Maybe maybe when she beats up Sonya, I'll get there. But I'm not there I yet. doubt it. I doubt it. You seem hard to please. Just saying. In the, in this scenario, yeah, because there's a lot of good stuff on WrestleMania. I think the card's loaded so far. Okay, that's fair. That's a fair assessment. I was just curious because for me, I'm actually starting to turn on it a little bit in terms of the positive. Good. I'm just saying. Anything else? I hope, you- I hope everyone is because I I I like when Ronda's around, so I don't want people to fucking get her upset again and quit. So she's still got two years on that contract. She's probably gonna get freezed again when she takes another break. So it'll be fine. She'll by six years by now, a three year contract. I mean, she's not going anywhere else. So no, I know. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't matter yeah. for her. All right. Anything else? Going to AEW. They can't. <laughs> yeah. Right. Anything else? Uh, yeah, for me, I kind of loved all night. That's the, the only part of SmackDown that I really enjoyed was the absolute troll job of them advertising Corbin and Drew and Corbin going out of his way, calling it a WrestleMania caliber match. And I'm like, they're going to fucking pull up the rug from all you stupid people because you're not getting this match until WrestleMania. And it just continues to do what Corbin does. He subs in Madcap at the last minute. Um, but the reason why I love this is because I know a lot of people aren't super into this feud for whatever reason. I think this is, they've put a lot of time into it. These are two of their top guys on SmackDown, but the beauty of this feud is Drew can't really get his hands on Corbin. And that means that WrestleMania, Drew's going to finally be able to get his hands on Corbin. So as long as that continues, there's something to look forward to. And WrestleMania, if there's ever a time for him to use the sword, it would be at WrestleMania. So... Here, let me let me let me uh, pull my pants down and poop on your parade. Do you think they're going to use a steel cage match now the way you're describing it? Hey, you know what? If if 
if there's a way to it and there's two guys, like as long, Hey, here's the, my thing about steel cage matches. They don't walk out the door. I won't complain as much, but if someone walks out the door, it's the worst match of all time. I hate the fucking door. Eliminate the door and you're okay, fine. Cody. All right, Cody. Exactly. Cody's a fucking genius stud. All right. Anything More else on him later? Yeah. Um, my one last note in the shine, the hurt business beat the Mysterios studs. Shelty looks great as always. Like they said, one of his legs is the size of Ray fucking stud. Love those guys. And the Miz helped. He was available. Yes, he did. He was available. The Miz business. The Miz business. Now there's the something. Business, Miz, Miz. No, it would be the hurt. It would be the hurt business. It's right there in front there of you. There it is. There it the is. I business. couldn't say it. I tried to say it. I they had show to... Miz. They had a, They had the big show and Miz as show Miz. Come on. Come on. Some. I try. Like I said, I tried to say it. My mouth didn't cooperate in WrestleMania. Sometimes your mouth just doesn't want what you want. Anyway, I'm going to get into heat time. <laughs> Get them up my TV, get them up my TV, get them up my TV. Strap in, folks. This is where I do what I do best. All right, going over to SmackDown. Jobber alert. Jobber alert for Shotzi, because what the fuck? And then randomly they throw together Naomi and Sasha. It's a thing. Whatever. Moving on. We go over to Raw. Rude gets a jobber alert because Champa needs to look good. We can discuss the music later if you really want to. It doesn't really bother me. Yeah, it's fine. Music's fine. Everybody likes to jump on that shit as well. Um, also a jobber alert, Omos and T-Bar. It's a thing. It, it, it just, it was a thing. I, I don't know what else is going on, but that, that right there bothered me. The first hour besides the KO show really, really upset me because you had the T-Bar thing here, which it's fine. You want to show off the size. It is what it is. Then you had that godforsaken six woman tag that. Well, again, here, let me correct you. Nestlemania. The first two hours of raw was trash. The last hour was the best part of raw because you had the tag match, which was good till the weird ending. Obviously you had the U S title match. Then you had add JJ. If you only watched that on raw, it would have been a perfect show. Sure. The last hour of raw was great. The first two hours was pretty much a waste of time besides Gable. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. And I, when I, when I went and saw that six woman tag again, you know, me, it's it doesn't matter. I just hate six, anything matches <laughs> any people. And it's just, when I saw the hair whip, I went cool. Someone was crunching, you know, celery off to the side and making that sound effect work, and that's fine. You want to drive the point home? I get it. If there was ever a goddamn point to use the braid as a storyline device, now is the fucking time. If they don't cut off the braid as an insult to injury, if they don't have her have to take the wig off or whatever, like anything, whatever. Like if you're if you're going down this route now, you might as well use it. Somehow to your advantage. I'm, They're not cutting that thing off. They should. They absolutely no. should. Hell no. In the matchup, she should. Now, I'm not saying like to her head. I'm saying Becky half off. Becky can try, but no, no, no. It's a, it's a hey, weave that you she know, can put on. You know on. when Bianca pulls that out? WrestleMania season, baby. She used it on Sasha. Now she's using it on Becky. She uses it when she has to. It's her secret weapon. Yeah, it's not so secret because it's like the size of her. So Yeah, exactly. But a guy caught Becky by surprise. Yeah, well, I knew something was up when she was showing her mid, you know, midsection. I said, okay, this is different. Can't She's, fake, can't fake those scars, baby. No, I know. I wonder what she puts at the bottom of that thing to make those scars. Like, Dude, hair, hair can get pretty firm, especially if you have like thicker hair, like like when you have that dark black hair, like that stuff, that stuff can get thick. I didn't know if she like taped it she or something hurt. to make like some type of like whip tail kind of thing at the end of it. Yeah, but. no, I, I think it's legit hair, legit That's impressive. whiplash. That's impressive. Yeah. It made that a lot shit of ain't no joke. That shit is not a joke. I mean, it, it, it works. It's definitely a visual thing that everybody likes. But the, the six woman tag, I was sitting there going, do drop and Becky on the same fucking team. And they just threw away a line saying like, when we have to win, it matters. And we will put our stuff aside. And it's like, for fuck's sake, 
Hey, you know what? They all get paid by their boss. No, I know. I know. Your boss tells you to team up with someone. You got to impress your boss by picking up the win. So. Well, whatever. Good I enough for me. Good enough. Yeah. When I watch TV, I want to go. Have, That's they good didn't enough. have like a blood feud. They had a like, I don't like you feud, but they didn't I have like know, a but it was mortal just, nemesis feud. It's just, it's just common decency to the viewer. That's all I'm asking for. Nah, common don't give decency. a fuck about us. We're already watching. They don't care. It's hate television at this point. It's hate. They don't. They hate their no, no, audience. No, no, no. You said hate television. Hate television is fucking 24-7 There it title. is. Oh, my God. Everyone's fucking making out. Christ. I cannot believe Tamina smooched him. I was so, I was saying, here's the thing. I wanted the smooch like six weeks ago. And I'm of still course you did. It. No, no. Six weeks ago would have been fine. But they're no, dragging this, this shit out. No, this is never fine. No, it's fine. But this is <sighs> a little too much. This is This was too much for me. Even for me, this was too much. Well, it was just, again, it was something last week that, like, worked for the storyline and whatever, but it's WWE. They just fucking hammer you over the head with it. And it's like, dude, we get it. We get it. We're over it. They love to milk. They're a cow. They love to milk cows. That's what they like to do with these segments. They're whipping everybody around, and they're throwing things in there, and they're like, you know what? Let's slow it down and really just take shoosh and let's let's milk that. Let's have two people kissing and then have four people kissing. It's fine. It is what it is. It is what it is. Okay, going back to SmackDown. I just don't feel like... Well, first off, Sam Roberts. Fuck Sam Roberts. That whole thing <laughs> felt like... I watched that and I went, you know how Ayla's you has been it? off. That's why she's back this week. I know, so but it was like, down. how do you make me not care about this segment? Let's put in fucking Sam Roberts. Whatever. It is what it is. Then I'm getting to the point where, okay, we have to extend this tag team thing. And then it's just like, they beat each other up over and over and over again. Get the fuck out of here. The Usos have been on fire. I feel like they've gone through the coal miser. Like, they are so cold at this point. The only reason they're lukewarm at best is because they're rubbing up against the tribal chief. You know what I mean? Like well, they have no one to fight. They've beaten everyone. That's why they did New Day seven times. It was the only team that's on their level. No one else, like the Viking Raiders are a great tag team, but they're not on the Usos level. I'm beginning to legitimately think they might actually merge the tag titles too, just because no one's on the Usos level. I hope you're right, because the tag team title, it's just, it's just, it bothers the fuck out of me. It, it, I was watching this thinking, we know Raw is the constant, they don't give a fuck about real tag teams. Yeah, but Raw has like nine tag teams right now. It was on display on last night's show. There are fucking tag teams all over the place. SmackDown has like four. Right, but I mean, the Street Profits definitely need to be in the tag division, like somewhere, like in the running. You yeah, know they mean? are. They're, they're, they're fighting. They fought RK Bro three weeks in a row. Yeah, I know. And then poor fucking Randy. <laughs> what, Jesus yeah, I Christ. mean, hey, what do we say, Nestlemania? It ain't about later, Nestlemania. Yeah. They call it a high-risk maneuver for a reason, but hey, Randy's okay, so hopefully all well. Needs, well. But, but, but Montez needs to learn how to land that thing properly. Hey, hey Nestlemania, most of the time he does. He just, mess, again, high-risk move. Not everyone's perfect. Not uh, everyone's just, Ricochet who is perfect. Oh, boy. Yeah, except when he steps on poor Ridge's face. But that whatever. wasn't his fault. That was freaking Cesaro's fault. That's why he got released. There it is. There it is. We haven't even <laughs> t- So let's talk about this real quick since you brought up the Cesaro name. Yeah. I tend to think, this is where people are going to give me shit, and I don't care, but Cesaro is not going to go to AEW and fucking set the world on fire. I, I just, well, here's the thing. I don't see Here's it. the thing. He can go to AEW and have great matches, but Cesaro is not going to be a world champion in AEW either. He's not. Like, look at I love Cesaro. His work in the ring is incredible. But to be a world champion, you need more than that. Or you need to be so good, it's undeniable. Think about it. The people who are so good, it's undeniable. Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, CM Punk, whoever else you want on that list. 
their character work is also undeniable. Cesaro never had that. Then you have someone like Lashley. Lashley has the look first off, but the, the reason why it took him so long to win one is because he needed to be age a little more like fine wine and oh, by the way, get MVP and boom. Now he's a fucking not unbeatable world champion, but it's like Cesaro, the, the Pico Cesaro for me was the, we, the people thing, but that was because the gimmick was so good. But even then it was like swagger still felt like more of the world champion yeah. than was. Yeah. And like, like, you know, it just, it's, I love Cesaro. He's incredible, but honestly he should go to Japan cause he'd be fucking amazing over there. He could have those incredible matches with all their top people. Hell, he could probably even be a world champion over there because he'd be perfect. Like the, you know what I mean? Cause, but like, even though, like over here, like sure. Can he win the impact title? Maybe, but like, he's not going to be a W world champion. He's not going to be a WWE champion. Like, just not. And that's fine. That's fine. Cesaro's WWE career was incredible. He did everything except win the world title. He had a long story career and incredible ma- matches, incredible WrestleMania moments, incredible like feuds. Like, so let's not try to like bring down his career just because he never won a world title and complain about it. It's like he had an incredible career and look at WWE wanted him back. They just didn't want him back as bad as maybe the other guys. So they offered him less money and he said, no. I kind of hope he does get the world championship because I hope it shuts everybody up because here's my thing. Once he does find, like, I feel like if he, if somebody never wins it, everybody's like, see, he's just being held down. But if he fucking gets the championship, then we're going to be like, okay, fuckers, shut the fuck up. Like, here, here's your moment yeah, to show. Here's your moment they to did show. That with Kofi, and people are still saying they're holding Kofi down. Oh my and look, God. I love Kofi, but if you, if you told me, like, like, like that's not like like a couple years ago, like Kofi will win the world title at one time. I'd be like, perfect. He doesn't yeah. need more than that. No. But it's like people always want more. It's just it is what it is. It's always going to be a thing, and especially because the opposing voices are always louder in situations sure. like this. The people like complaining about the Cesaro thing probably don't even watch WWE. But it's, just, it's one of those things. And again, I love Cesaro. I'm a Cesaro guy. The bar was awesome. Like he had so many, the Andre, the giant Memorial battle Royal. He had the best moment in it. The, his match with Seth Rollins last year at Mania, which he won was amazing, which then followed up a few with Roman Reigns, which was very good for a month. Like Cesaro's had countless mid card titles. Like he was a great superstar. It just like, I think he realized that it was probably time for him. Unless if they gave him so much money, he couldn't say no. And they didn't do that. So. I just, I just think the proof is in the pudding. That's all. Yeah. I know. I agree. I agree. All right. Since we got that out of our system, let's move on. Is there anything else that you were uh, not so uh, popular? My biggest heat of the week. Oh, here we go. And again, this is so WWE. We know Reigns and Lesnar is such a big match and it's a main event and it's huge. But good God, the over-the-top biggest WrestleMania match of all time. And the graphic has like 8,000 small words on it to fucking do it. It's like, look it. This is what I say all the time. If you have to tell me something is the greatest ever, it's not. Because the greatest ever doesn't need to say anything. It just is. So you're just demeaning your own product. This match was already a mega match. We could have looked back in 20 years, look back and be like, yeah, that was the biggest WrestleMania match of all time. But by you being obnoxious about it, then clearly you're not secure enough to think that it actually is. So biggest heat of the week, you're fucking fools. And they're going to fucking, you know how many times we're going to have to hear Michael Cole say that? That's the worst part. It's just going to be like ringing in your skull. Greatest WrestleMania match of all time. Ah! Calm the fuck down. I believe the word you're looking for is stupendous. Oh my God. Another one. Just they, they can't get out of their own way. What's what? They just I, can't. They can't get out of their own way. Shoosh. Shoosh. They Welcome ruin everything. Shoosh. They just can't let shit be. <sighs> so how we haven't really talked about this since this has actually been a thing. 
and we're in the meat and potatoes of this anyway, so I, I'm curious because I could go either way. When I hear unification match, my butthole puckers. You know, like I, I'm sitting here going, I don't want that to happen. Me and either. I, and I think the other part is, and we've talked about this, and you know, you know, you know me better than most people. I just think having two champions on two different shows makes sense. Like it just, yes. it just makes sense. I think if you if you have it like Becky two belts happened and yeah, but she eventually. But the fact that they're saying a unification bothers me. I'm hoping it's yes. a red herring that either somebody at Madison Square Garden comes out and wins and then it's just like, okay. But I feel like they're, they're shooting themselves in the foot too, maybe. if they Is it still stupendous if it's no longer a unification yeah. match? Well, so here's my thing. And, and I think this is my hope is that they're just doing it so Reigns can hold both those belts for a little while. Just as like the cherry on top of his historic thing. Whatever, that's fine. Just split them again. But here's my big thing about making it one title. That we already complain about how many people don't get a chance to be world champion or how they don't build new people. If they have fucking one world title, that world title picture is going to be Brock Roman. Like it's going to be the same fucking four people over and over again until the end of time, at least with two explicit. Cause here's the other thing, WrestleMania, and this is something that, you know, I don't say lightly, but if we only had one world title, Kofi would have never happened. I don't think Lashley would have ever happened. Big E definitely wouldn't have happened. We'd still have zero black world champions because they haven't got to that level with it yet. But in terms of like just tons of people, they're like, like not just beyond just like black world champions. Like there'd be so many people who would never Jinder have would that have chance. never had that. Well, yeah, exactly. hundred percent guy like that. Yeah. Like it's just this, it's to me, it's just, it makes it so much harder. If you're going to have two separate shows, then yeah, you should have two separate champions because your roster is big enough, whatever. But if they do it for a short period of time, just to fucking suck Roman's cock. Cause he deserves it. Fine. Fine. But once Roman loses one of those, split them again. Only for Roman is the only way I accept this. But if you make this a long-term thing, it's not good. As we've seen, when WWE is not have a brand split and has all these merch titles and everything, the product is way worse because instead of it being the same thing every Monday and the same thing every Friday, it's now going to be the same thing Monday and Friday in the same week. Like, because you're going to pigeonhole yourself where like uh, uh, USA is going to be like, well, I want the champions on my show. And Fox be like, we want the champions on our show. So suddenly the entire bottom half of your roster gets no opportunities. At least with this split, like you're doubling the numbers of people who get on. There's a little more variety. So for variety's sake and for more people getting opportunities sake, it needs to stay split. I just feel like the idea of Madison square garden being televised. I'm really like, I'm really pushing forward in my head to be like, okay, if it's not Bobby Lashley, which I can believe, and that would be awesome. If he's a stud like he normally is, I'd believe that. But Seth it's Rollins. It's only smoke and mirrors in WrestleMania. That's Seth all Rollins, Madison Square Seth, Garden is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, That's all it is. It's smoke and mirrors. It's not Cody Rhodes. It's literal smoke and mirrors. Those two are going to be holding the titles walking into me no matter what happens at Madison Square Garden. I, really I don't want to believe me. I would love for someone to show up and do it, but I just think that it's happening. So Roman better win. I don't need to see Brock with both titles. Been We've there, already seen it, yeah. Exactly. It's like this, to me, has to be all about Roman. And then you have Roman do his thing for however long. But once the Roman thing is over, we're back to normal. Okay. But who knows, WrestleMania? Who knows? They might be like we said, they, like by putting both women's titles on Saturday, they could have a fucking merger on Sunday, which I think would be silly. 
because you're giving away another mega match with no like lead up. No, yeah, they, um, they shouldn't do that. And at then, all. but it also seems like I mean, KO and Seth teased it on Monday that they could merge the tag titles too. So it is possible that they do merge all these titles. Like, and I know like there are a lot of times you complain about there being too many titles, blah blah. But in terms of the different shows, it works. So, I, I, so here's the thing: I'd be okay with two male and two female titles. Like, I think that's fine. You want to merge like the mid card titles or the tag? They titles? won't merge those. They won't merge but, the mid so, but, but, they but, you have, the but you have the women's tag again. Not that the women's tag and the men's two tag are on the same level. They're just not because we know that tag well, team wrestling. Not, no women's tag teams. Right. You can't have two sets of women's tag. Right. I mean, they do. They have one in NXT. No, 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 no. no. What I was saying was like if you merge the men's and you had the men's on one show and the women's on the other, I don't think they'd be apples to apples. Yeah, but I think it, I think it pigeonholes it too much. You I, know what I mean? I'm a, I that would, means like if. I would much rather sit there and think to myself, at least there's one set of tag team titles. Like, I, to me, that would make more sense to me. They'd have to float on both shows, which would be fine. I'd be fine with the Usos floating on both shows, but I don't think you can pigeonhole it to be like the tag titles are only on SmackDown because it's like, well, what if Raw has tag teams? You know what I mean? So. Right. No, that's fair. That's fair. I just, uh, this is leaving a real bad taste in my mouth. I know. It's it's a tough conversation to have, but like I said, the way I'm okay with it is if it's only for Roman and Roman only because his run does deserve that. And that'd be fine. Just like you mentioned with the Becky two belts, they did it for Becky. It worked. And then it ended. And we still have two different belts. Sure. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Well, you know how we can get that shit out of your mouth. WrestleMania. Glorious. You are my only hope. Okay. You want to go you first? Like me to go? Go ahead. You want me to go? Yeah. Okay. So Finn Balor won the United States championship on an open challenge. So we're at WrestleMania. Um, obviously is probably going to run it back with priest, which I'm okay with. I think it works, but if he doesn't at WrestleMania, why not Finn himself have an open challenge at mania? And I'm thinking U S title. Hmm. Hmm. U S title. Why so patriotic? Well, WrestleMania, I present to you the American nightmare. Codelander! Cody Rhodes comes out, wins the U.S. title in his Homelander gear because, you know, why not? I mean, him and Finn would be fucking cool. I don't think we ever saw that. So that would, uh, that's also a uh, plus one in that category. And what a debut would be for Cody. It would also set him up being a dominant mid-card champion right away. And he could climb the ladder to the world title. But you know what? You know what? I can't, when I have a little fun here, a little bit of surprise at WrestleMania, different ways to work things in hell. Maybe leading up to WrestleMania and WrestleMania, I just keep coming up with Cody hopes every week because, yeah. you know, why not? Yeah. So there it is. Code Lander answers the U.S. Uh, Open Challenge title at WrestleMania and wins it. That's fair. That's uh, that's short and sweet, much like you, and uh, I like it. So there you go. Uh, something that I want to talk about is uh, something that has my attention. I'm frothing at the mouth for Thursday. Pat McAfee. Oh show. boy. Pat McAfee interviewing Vincent Kennedy McMahon. This is must see television for me, or must see YouTube. But I I gotta say that little segment with uh, Theory saying, "Well, I gotta fucking I I, I gotta be there, and I gotta help you. I can have your back. I can beat you up. Blah 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 blah." I don't think we're going to go the route everybody thinks. I would hope to Christ and everybody else would talk Vince McMahon out of a match one-on-one -on -one with Pat McAfee. I would hope that would be the case, that they'd talk him completely out of it saying, dude, you're 76 years old. I don't care how great you are. People are saying maybe Pat McAfee versus Theory, which I think would be a very good match. I don't think that's where we're headed because we're headed to something that I think is going to happen here. I would like to think that Vince McMahon, if he had to wrestle, should wrestle in a tag match. With having Austin Theory as his buddy, as his foregone chosen one, or maybe at the son he never had, wink, wink, Pat McAfee goes, okay, I'm going to have a tag team partner, and then we get 
here comes the money, and he does come back to, no, you know, just, all this shit that he's had to deal with with the storm, and having a McMahon versus McMahon with Pat McAfee and this young kid who needs this moment, I think would be a very cool moment for him. Even if even if it couldn't be McMahon wrestling, even if McMahon was in the corner and Shane was in the corner, something like that, I think that would bring some type of stupendous feeling. I, I, I get, you know, I get nervous every time I say stupendous, but I think that's where we're headed with it because if Vince McMahon's going to wrestle folks or have some type of street fight with Pat McAfee, that motherfucker should just kick him in the nuts with his fucking punter leg. You know what I mean? Like, and be over and done with it. That's all I feel about it. But anyway, I think that'd be an interesting, like, when you see it on the billboard, like, Pat McAfee, Vince McMahon, Shane McMahon. Yeah, I, I like, the minute I, don't know. I heard it, I was like, there's no way. The, the, immediately yeah. my mind went to, like, this is, you do Theory McAfee if McAfee's going to wrestle. That makes sense. Like, McAfee would make Theory look great. So, and they pretty much tease it on Raw. So, I, I just don't, that's what I assume is going to happen. But, like, I mean, even if it is billed as Vince McMahon versus Pat McAfee, I think Theory takes his place by the time we get there. I just feel like there'd be, there's so much more meat on the bone for me. When I'm looking at it going, God, like Pat McAfee. The Shane thing could work. Shane thing I think would work because I think Shane being like, he's my dad. And he'd be like, yeah, but you're not the son I've always wanted this guy is. And he'd be like, oh, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Like, there's just too much to it. I think I think that's the way we got to head to it. Because McMahon, we've already done McMahon versus man at, at 17. I, I want to see something like this happen. Then it's kind of older now. Ma- Mac- McAfee's a stud. Theory's clearly like the guy. So let's do a big moment for him. Let him pin Shane. Let him pin Shane and be like, I fucking beat you and your dad loves me more. Bye. Let's do that. Hashtag Nestle's hopes come true. Hashtag Nestle knows. Hashtag, for the love of God, show me the money. God. I actually, my, if I did a Shane McMahon hope, I want him to show up at Revolution just because I want to see Marks cry. But don't call it a comeback. It's boss time. Sasha Banks is back on our televisions. She squashed Shotzi Blackheart in her return as well because um, no one can outshine the boss. Uh, and you know what? Sasha and Naomi... Uh, Rhonda came back and uh, took your potential spots in a WrestleMania main event. So why don't you girls just go for the titles and uh, here you go. Have a lot of money. That's pretty much what happened. And I'm fine with it. Sasha and Naomi team bad. There's a little history there. There are two of uh, the fan favorites out there. And uh, yeah, go win those tag titles for the culture, baby. Did you feel like that was one of those moments where you were like, huh? No, because I kind of, the minute that, Rhonda came back and I was going through my mind. I'm like, well, if we don't do like a Sasha Bailey and Naomi is on fire right now, they don't insert her somewhere. It's like they, these two have to be in a big match. Cause first of all, they're big name values. They, especially Sasha always going to have big matches at mania. It's like those women tag titles are sitting there. There's no one to challenge them. So yeah, it makes sense. It is what it is. Carmella and Zelina aren't doing anything anyways. And by the way, this is also a mega match for them to be in the ring with those for WrestleMania. It's a big deal for them. So good for them too. So I'm excited for all four of these women. It's probably not what Sasha and Naomi wanted, but you know what? WrestleMania, you don't always get what you want. Sasha just main evented last year. She'll be fine. Naomi, on fire right now, she'll be fine post-mania too. Okay. Surprising, but okay. My comeback is so Guthrie can calm the fuck down. I'm giving it to Zia <laughs> Lee because she fucking showed off and showed out on SmackDown in her debut. Hit that beautiful spin kick that was legit on Natty, and I was just like, oh, God, give me some more of that. I love seeing that shit. Uh, seeing the protector, I'm very excited about it. I think she definitely wakes up the rest of the division on SmackDown because it's just like We've seen Natty wrestle, Aaliyah, you know, whatever. But it's just like, man, Zia League for me, like, total star if they do it the right way. But it, we'll see. We'll see. But I'm, I'm, I'm giving her my comeback because I think she did a great debut. And it feels like she's been there forever. 
as you stated, it's to crazy me, that this was her actual debut match because she debuted like a couple months ago with that amazing entrance to save Aaliyah, and then like she hasn't been around, and now she's actually wrestled. So I fully expect her to disappear for two months and then pop up again. They'll be put in the draft again, and nobody will fucking know. Yeah. Okay, whatever. But hey, no, yeah, they they're doing a great job with her presentation so far. And of course, they've hidden uh, what's his face, Gable Stevenson, or whatever too. They said he was on Raw, never fucking showed up on Raw. Well, so. yeah, I mean, he's he's been working out of the performance center. He's right, but it's like funny he's far me. away, anyways. I think they just drafted him just to be like, oh, future prospect. Like you know, in baseball, they draft a guy. I don't see him for ten years. I think they're just they're just WWE trying to be cool and sportsy, like blah blah blah. Should have gone to NXT. I mean, that's where but you know what? Go. You know what? I'd like to see WrestleMania on SmackDown. Where the fuck is Shayna Baszler? <laughs> like, she has this big moment at the Rumble with Ronda, and then it's like, ah, see you later. Eh. Well, whatever. I digress. It is. Should we go to the big finish? Yeah, let's get big finishy. Let's do it. Big old finish. SmackDown this Friday. Ronda Rousey versus Sony Deville. Sami Zayn versus Ricochet. Pew, pew, pew for the IC title. Will we get another new mid-card champion? Because uh, uh, the reports about Ricochet are glowing right now. Then we have uh, the Usos and the Viking Raiders for the tag team titles. WrestleMania. Quick picks. Uh, well, Ronda's going to beat Sonya. Yep. I don't think Ricochet is going to win. Not Probably yet. not. Not yet. And what was the third one? Usos, Vikings. I mean, Usos and Vikings is going to be DQ. They're going to fucking somehow oh, schmoz it up. They're going to schmoz. They, here's, here's the thing that I've realized, especially, I mean, it's less on SmackDown, but it's definitely on Raw. I have decided that Raw is, you don't need to watch it. You do not need to watch Raw to know what happens anymore. You don't, it doesn't matter because I was thinking about this as I was watching. They do jobber alerts. They do these promos. The only thing that you ever need to do, folks, I mean, I watch it because we have, you know, we have a podcast every week, but if we didn't have a podcast. I mean, this week you had to watch the last hour of the show, but. But I can watch it on YouTube. There's usually like like, one hour per Raw. There's usually one hour where everything good happens and the other two hours are wasted. But I'm watching Raw is a, Raw is literally an all you can eat buffet, except none of the shit you want. Like, that's what I feel like when I'm. I don't know. They gave us uh, AJ Edge. They gave us a new champion this week, WrestleMania. They gave us a little bit. Yeah, it's but again, you can eat no, it. All. You can, I you think can. you're. I think you're on the right track. Raw is the all-you-can-eat buffet. That's definitely not great. But there's one or two things that you really like. Yeah. So you keep coming back. Exactly. Like yeah. Exactly. It's it's cheap, right? So it's free, and then you go sit there and you're like, man, you know what? I don't really know well, what I want on the tonight. Head. Yeah. You get what you pay for in yeah. WrestleMania. Yeah. No, you're right. You're absolutely right, Adam. Who the fuck is Adam? But I'm just saying, yeah. I'm right. I'm right. Well, speaking of Raw, next week on Raw, we have the Alpha Academy defending against RK Bro and KO Rollins. WrestleMania, do we have new champs heading into WrestleMania? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I hope not. We're going Alpha Academy, big dub here. They're going to pin KO because he's going to get distracted from the glass breaking or something else is going to distract him in some form or fashion because why would he throw that in that promo? And then, of course, Seth Rollins is going to be upset. They're going to split to do their own thing. Oh, can I hit on that quick? So this is what how I would do because I still want KO Stone Cold. Keep fucking teasing it. Don't don't give us Stone Cold until WrestleMania. KO comes out and like he's all upset because he doesn't have a WrestleMania moment. It's kind of like Undertaker seen a few years ago. Glass breaks, out comes Stone Cold, beats the fuck out of Kevin Owens, and squash done. That's how you do it. I don't want to see like literally like maybe you tease it with like JBL like they kind of did or all this shit. Yeah. Like literally, don't give us what we want. And that be the big surprise is that he actually comes out. That's how you do it. Done. But you got to put Steve on the billboard. You got to no, put Steve on the billboard. No, you don't. That's this is the one where you don't. The one time you don't have to because the billboard is going to be full with everything else. That's my take. But WrestleMania, we got a loaded week uh, in NXT and AW. We'll quickly hit on NXT before we get into the Revolution. We have Gunther 
versus Solo Sokoa. That match is probably going to be real good. Oh, yeah. We have Melo and Pete Dunn. That match also probably going to be real good. We have Von Wagner taking on Andre Chase. That match probably won't be as good. And then we have Breaker and Champa taking on the Dirty Dogs in the main event. There's something about Von Wagner. I just want him to say dumbass. Like, I, I don't want him to talk and just say, I'm going to kill you, dumbass. Like, just whatever. Just deadpan him. Just dead. Let, let Robert Stone eat up. Trying to be John Stamos, doing his Uncle Jesse impersonation with, his shoes, with the, the, the shoes that don't fit, with the suits that don't fit, and his no socks gimmick. And you have Von Wagner go, dumbass. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do, and he get over. Uh, clearly, Andre Trace... Andre Trace. Andre Chase is hilarious. That's a big jobber alert for me. Mello and uh, Pete Dunn going to be a lot of fun. Mello, it don't miss, so I'm going to pick Mello. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm trying to wreck the other one. The tag match, I don't give a shit about. The Dirty Dogs don't care. Because uh, you know that the Braun Breaker thing, that he can't lose, so that's a that's a dead giveaway. The, to me, when those matches are not like big deal one-on-ones, I don't care. I don't fucking Yeah, I mean, it's just it's, it's a filler main event. But yeah. to me, what sells the show is Mellow Dunn and Sokoa okay. Walter. So the, er, yeah, sorry, Gunther. 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 It's Gunther, not Gunther. Gunther. I know, I deleted it from my fucking notes already, so I messed uh, it up. So, so I, I think that Gunther wins, but man, so, if the Uso ain't going to fly, man. It'd I, be Solo's first loss. So this, this is a big match. I'm honestly like, I'm really excited for this because I think this is Sokoa's like first like match against like a big name. So I like, we already know he's good, but like, I think this could be really, this match could be like, oh, it's going to be physical. Let's get physical, physical. Uh, now it's time to go to dynamite. Uh, AW leading in to revolution this Sunday. Um, Another tag team battle royal. Uh, I think the Young Bucks will probably win, even though I don't want them to. Then we have a six-man tag. Hey, man, the Dark Order versus Cole and Red Dragon. Who cares? At WrestleMania, are you sitting down? Because Tony Khan has a huge, it's going to be huge, announcement. I was thinking that this huge announcement is going to be an AW Impact New Japan show. Probably. Like that it's going to be, be something like with a crossover of some kind. I don't know. I just when he says like the lawyers had me sign an NDA, it's like okay, great, wonderful. He's I mean, such a virgin. He 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 really is in the same conversation as Dixie Carter when it comes to these announcements. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying I think he overvalues what what he's doing. I think he overvalues it. Like oh my god, I'm so great. Well, he's the boy who cried wolf, and and it's gotten to the point now where it's like yeah, I I don't I'm not buying it anymore, dude. You've done it too many times. Get a new gimmick, loser. Mm. So I don't care. Uh, maybe I will care. We'll find out next week, or I guess you know whenever you yeah, watch. Yeah, we're gonna it. find out. But uh, do you think the Young Bucks are gonna win the the third spot in the tag team title uh, match? You know, logic would dictate yes. But I would I, love it to be Santana and Ortiz I, or FTR or Private Party or one of the actual. Yeah, I was gonna say tag, the safe you know? the safe bet for me. A safe bet for me. I don't know why, but the safe bet would imply that it is the Young Bucks. <laughs> But I'm going to say, no, it's going to be somebody else. Who's it going to be? I want pride. I, re- I, want, I want pride. Yeah, I, I do too. I want Santana them. and Ortiz deserve it. They and deserve if they it. get in, I'd want them to win. Yeah. I, Which I, uh, I, that leads us into our predictions on WrestleMania. So I guess we'll start there. Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus with Christian Cage, who doesn't wrestle anymore. Defend against Fred Dragon, which is made up of Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly with Brandon Cutler, apparently, versus the winner of that battle royal. Uh, we both are hoping it's Santana and Ortiz, but we expect it'll probably be the Young Bucks. But WrestleMania, you know what? I just... I think Jurassic Express is just going to retain. I don't have the balls to pick a team that isn't officially in the match yet. 
I, I tend to agree with you on this because I feel like the only thing I could talk myself into would be that if it's the young bucks, they, you know, that they cost each other and that's fine, which is exactly, my, you know, and, and then if a proud and powerful is in it, they don't have to be pinned to lose. Right. The young bucks could cost red dragon if they're not in it. So either way, it just feels like schmozzy schmoz and the dinosaur is going to be running away with it. So the fucking dinosaur, he fucking, yep. re- he came back to manage a dinosaur. <laughs> when you texted me that, I said, yeah. <laughs> Oh, the Christian came, Yeah. Came Look at that, Cause I mean, literally Christian came out red hot. He won that world title. He had these great matches with Omega, but now, now it's just like I don't remember the last time he's wrestled, and he came back to manage a fucking dinosaur. It's insane. Uh, he left WWE to manage a, dino- a dinosaur, but I digress. Whatever. There are plenty of dinosaurs uh, over in WWE too. Yeah, I'm sure they're paying him well, so I'm sure he's fine with it. Singles match for the AEW That Bitch Show Championship. Jade Cargill, the champion, who's money with Smart Mark Sterling, defends against Tay Conti, who has become the pay-per-view challenger, who's gonna lose uh, in AEW. So yeah, give me Jade Cargill. Jay Cargill for the win and the block. Yeah, she's next she's, up. This is a match that I didn't know was a match, but I guess it is. We have a six man tornado tag team match. The A H F O, the who gives a fuck of Andre de El Idolo, Matt Hardy, Isaiah Cassidy, um, who apparently Mark Quinn is not in this match. Great. So, yeah, let's take out the athletic Mark Quinn and put in Matt Hardy. Good job. <laughs> fuck off. Are taking on Darby Allen, Sting, and Sammy Guevara. Wow, I really don't give a fuck about this match, but, I mean, Sting doesn't lose, so give me Team Sting. I'm not going to write all these names in, so sorry, TJ. It's just going to say Team, <laughs> team, team Sting. Team Sting. <laughs> Fucking Christ. What a horrible match. I didn't even know that was on the card. Terrible. I I think where we're headed is that Matt Hardy gets kicked out in time for Jeff to come, and then it's going to be Jeff versus Private Party. I mean, Jeff and... um Jeff yeah, and Matt Matt. Against private party. so hopefully just Jeff versus private party because I'm, I'm I'm over Matt trying to move the poor guy just like fucking Christ make it stop uh, next up we have a singles match Brian Danielson versus John Moxley first off Nestlemania who you got in second of all will they team up after this match absolutely to the second point absolutely because where else are they going to fucking go I expect blood I expect yeah. everything to happen here and I kind of feel like Mox is going to win same I just feel like Same. I feel like Brian doesn't care about the win as much as no, he and wants Brian's to. already challenged for the world title, so you can take those L's. Right I feel now. like Mox just came back. He hasn't really had anything, so I feel like this is the first like staking in the in the ground kind of moment for him. He also doesn't really lose ever, so I think a big pay per view win would make a lot of sense. And also, if they're gonna team up, this would be Mox proving himself. Yeah. Um. So, but next up we have. A match that I'm weirdly excited for, considering it involves someone who I don't enjoy seeing wrestle. That is Chris Jericho with Jake Hager taking on Eddie Kingston with Santana and Ortiz. Well, I think we just answered our question of why they're not going to be in the match. They're going to be fucking valeting for Eddie Kingston. Good God, AEW. But yeah, give me Eddie Kingston. This feels like it's all about Eddie Kingston. The man deserves it. I don't know. if I don't think, yeah, I think he's 0-4 on AEW pay-per-view. So this would be a cool first win for him. I feel like they went too far into like giving it away where it was like, he's like, you've never won the big one, Eddie. You've never won the big one. I am the big one. And it's like, no, you're not. You might've got an ab, what do they say? An ab surgery to make it look like you got abs. But uh, I mean, maybe he actually has abs. I don't know. I love Jericho anyway, but when he called himself the big one, I went, well, that is a fucking match. I don't care about now. Cause Eddie's going to win. And then Eddie's going to go do something. It's like, okay, whatever. Jericho's Jericho's in the fight. 
Here's the thing about Eddie Kingston matches and why I think it's fine for Jericho is that Eddie Kingston matches aren't about the wrestling. It's about the fucking violence. And Jericho can still have a violent fight. And he, as we've seen with some of his like more gimmicky matches have been at his best. So I think a one-on-one with him and Kingston, this is going to have a lot of schmas too. I think it'll be good. Uh, next up, WrestleMania, we have a face of the revolution ladder match for a future AEW TNT championship match. We have Keith Lee, what, what, taking on Wardlow with Sean Spears, Powerhouse Hobbs, Absolute Ricky Starks, Orange Cassidy with Trent Beretta versus TBD. First off, who is TBD? And second off, who wins? They didn't put up match out for AEW? I didn't see one listed. Rampage is also live this week, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did a little surprise here. So, Well, surprises never win right away. Except for Brian Cage. Well, who cares? Well, there. So I proved you wrong. Well, whatever. That's fine. It also, didn't, uh, didn't Ruby Soho win? Or did she not? I can't remember. She did. You're right. I'm wrong. All right. You're 0 for 2. Okay. <laughs> I listen, my batting average and everything is usually wrong. So whatever. I, it's, it, to me, it comes down to Keith Lee and Wardlow. I'm picking the dog, the Ward dog. Because I like it. I feel like I, I am so in on this, like, stop doing the power bombs. It's not getting over thing. Like, that had me chuckling. So and, good. And I think that Wardlow is, it, it's, it's, it's time. Like, Wardlow, it is time. Yeah, Wardlow, it makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm going to pivot, though, and I'm going to actually take Keith Lee as a prediction, but I would rather have it be Wardlow because I would love to see how it plays out with MJF, especially if MJF loses. He'll really want to steal that title shot and uh, destroy Sammy Guevara. So, yeah, and in terms of TBD, God, wouldn't it be cool if it was Shane McMahon? <laughs> no, he'll just dive off the top of the fucking thing again. Okay. I think it'd be great. Uh, but in terms of uh, recent WWE releases, who could they stick in here? Because that's probably what it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, Karrion Cross, uh, fucking God only knows. Who knows? But yeah, there'll they'll be somebody there, nothing, I'm sure. Nothing like, nothing like guys that have left the WWE to go into a ladder match to go for the secondary belt. I'm just saying. Hey, maybe it's Cesaro. It'd be a perfect fit. Uh, next up, we have the singles match for the AEW Women's World Championship. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, defense against Thunder Rosa. And WrestleMania, I'll be brief. It's time. Give me Thunder Rosa for the win. It's just time. I couldn't agree more. I feel like she's just, she's done all she can. Yeah, it's, it's time. It's time. Yep. Next up, we have the dog collar match. This is going to be a real interesting one. CM Punk versus MJF. There are so many ways they could go here. This story has been rich. This is already probably uh, going to be a finalist for rivalry of the year in the 2022 Knocker Awards because this shit has been super high fire. But on WrestleMania, I will pick CM Punk to even the series at one to one. I mean, you're talking nonsense. I mean, MJF has this in the bag, right? Right? Nah, screw it. I'll go with Punk. You talked me into it because I'm sitting here thinking the the next this match and the next match to me are the ones that are going to break. Like, well, everybody else is going to pick the same things, but this these two are going to be like you could you could flip flop either way. Yeah. So I'm gonna I was well, my my thought is that CM Punk wins this, becomes the number one contender for the AEW Championship, where he would take on the winner of Hangman Adam Page and Adam Cole, baby, in WrestleMania. I think Hangman's going to retain, but you ready? You ready to hear why? This is what's going to get people. Hangman's going to retain. It's going to be a lawn probably match. Maybe it'll even be clean, but I think we're going to get a return here. Kenny Omega's going to come back and somehow cost Adam Cole Bebe the championship. Yeah, that's And in point. turn, help Hangman, which is weird. But I think that would make it even more intriguing. Hell, they could even set up a triple threat for these guys at the next pay-per-view if they wanted. They could do a million things with it. But I think Kenny Omega returns, and I do think Hayman retains. 
I think Hangman re- retains as well because I just feel like Adam Cole has been so cold as of lately. Like I'm not not Adam saying Cole days because he wrestles on Rampage when nobody watches. I just I I look at it and I go like I love Adam Cole, but I'm I feel like there's there's no momentum for him to win this. I would be shocked if he won because I feel like. Unless it's one of those things where Red Dragon wins the tag titles and he wins it in the same Ugh, night. Stop it. But that would be that would be I would I would probably get very angry about that. I, I would not want to watch that. I feel like Adam Cole hasn't had enough momentum for me as a fan to warrant this tag title. Uh, sorry, to warrant this AW title match at all. Let alone you win. know what I, you know what I kind of like about this though. If when assuming Hayman wins, is that he ended. Uh, the Daniel Bryan undefeated streak, I believe. And now he would end the Adam Cole undefeated streak. It'd be kind of cool for Hayman that when his reign eventually did end, likely to MJF, where I would love to see, be the one to beat him at some point or CM Punk, whatever. Just like watch like the, the, the top echelon guys that he took down, especially who are undefeated. I think we'd look back a lot more favorably on an AEW title reign, which right now in the moment doesn't feel great. But if he put this notch in his belt, that'd be two undefeated superstars from WWE that he took down. So I think that uh, history would shine very favorably on the hangman. I agree with you. Anything else you want to get uh, out of here? That's probably it. Do you expect any other craziness or revolutions debuts? I mean, they always do a surprise for everybody to jerk off of this fine, whatever, you know, whatever. I'm sure I'll be excited too, but uh, you know. I think there'll probably be a woman's surprise of some kind. Cause there's so many released women from WWE. You know, some of them are going to appear. Yeah. N- not Cameron. No. She was a fun pterodactyl. She did great in the role. Oh, like an Ember Moon or a... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tegan Knott. I don't even know if they're eligible yet, but, like, there's such a long list of those, like, indie darlings that were released from WWE. I don't know what Tony Storm's contract deals are, too, but, like, there's a long list that could end up here. I don't know. I I get excited, and then I, 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 I listen to what Eric Bischoff said, and he's like, you get to a point where it's like, oh, this is awesome. Now what? Like, well, I will say this. Did you pop for Buddy Murphy last week? Because I, I did. didn't. I did. I love Buddy Murphy, but like, I just like, I was just like, oh, good, another person. Yeah, it's getting to a point where I feel like uncomfortable about it. Unless if it's like a game changer, which like Buddy Murphy's great. He'll have great matches and the House of Black, like, is fun, whatever. But like, it's just like, it's, it's like they made such a big deal about signing Tony Nese. I think he wrestled like once on TV. Jay Lethal, same thing. I think he wrestled once on TV. Like, these guys who are like mid card guys and they don't, there's just not room for it. And it's just like, then there's like better people who just aren't like on the sidelines too. I don't know. That's why it just, unless if you're like an A plus player or a woman at this point, I don't think there's much room to just keep tossing guys in the mix. I have no Keith Lee felt like just above that threshold, but not by much. Here's the thing that I'm thinking about. Like I know all the, the boats rise with tide and all that stuff, but like if AEW has like one year contracts with these people, then I don't necessarily feel bad for them. Is if if they're sitting there for two or three years and there's like an option to it, then I'm going to feel bad for these people because a lot of these people who have like jumped ship or like been freed up, I feel like these are the the biggest years of their life, and for them to just sit there and not. Oh, so I see tough. that's the difference. This is the difference between AEW and WWE. They're not just sitting there. The great thing about the AEW contract is they're allowed to take outside bookings sure. if it doesn't interfere. So like Brian Cage hasn't been on AEW TV. He's doing shows all over the country. So honestly, it kind of works. If like if AEW wants to retain you, maybe use you once every two months, and you can still work a normal indie schedule. 
that's kind of the dream. And that's why I think a guy like when, when we heard that Brian Cage's option was picked up, it's like for him, I guess it's a no brainer. Cause unless if he wants to go to WWE, he can keep doing whatever he wants. And if they want an AEW shows up, it's kind of like what Lance Archer did. Guy's been gone forever. comes back, has a fucking world championship match. Now he's probably going to be gone for a while again. So that is, I think the difference. Cause like the Joey Janellas who are still employed or never on TV, the guy's doing a million shows a night with like Zack Ryder. So it's kind of the best of both worlds for some of these guys. So that's why like, I know our boy Ray tries to stir the pot a little, but also being released in a contract expiring isn't really the same thing either. I do agree with that. Like it's not like, just like the Cesaro thing. It wasn't a release. They didn't come to new terms. He left Kyle O'Reilly. He didn't resign. He left Adam Cole. Didn't resign. He left Daniel Bryan. Didn't resign. He left. Those don't, those are like different ilks. So the same thing goes for like the AEW ones. If he doesn't pick up your contract, then it's just, it is what it is. That's what you sign a contract for. You know, it's the same thing as in sports, send a two year deal with an NFL team. Then cut you before, but if not, if it runs out, it runs out. You're a free agent. Doesn't mean you're cut. Just means you weren't renewed. Thank you for telling me what I didn't know. Anyway, I think that's pretty much it. We have Revolution this Sunday. We hope you enjoy it. I know I'm sure JC will with his uh, his couch, like a <laughs> big old. What do you of sit on when you watch things? You don't tub. sit on a couch. I sit on the floor. Yeah. It's no. like I, kids have stuff all over the couch. I, there's no way I can clear up the couch. You can move it. I, I'm so lazy. You have no idea. <laughs> My kids win. The end. That's what a good dad does, right? You'll just let your kids win. Anyway, on that note, we hope you enjoy Revolution. We hope you get ready and excited for WrestleMania season. It's upon us, folks. And we'll be back next week with more Jobberknockery. Here comes the money. In the ladder match. Here comes the money. Money, 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 money.